Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet. I'm Naomi Lee. Have you ever suffered from low back pain? If so, you're in the majority. 90% of adults suffer from back pain at some point in their life. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Christopher Williams from the George Institute for Global Health and Hunter Medical Research Institute, Newcastle, Australia, to discuss his work published on the role of paracetamol for low back pain. Hello, Dr. Williams. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. What's the current clinical practice for treatment of low back pain and what prompted you to carry out this study? Acute low back pain treatment guidelines recommend patients be provided with advice to stay active, advice to avoid bed rest and that they be reassured uh, that they're likely to recover. Guidelines also recommend that patients be provided with simple analgesics such as paracetamol. However, the recommendation to provide paracetamol is based on indirect evidence only, that is, It's only been compared to other medicines and there's no direct evidence about the efficacy of paracetamol in patients with back pain. In a previous trial we conducted, published in The Lancet in 2007, we found that adding other treatments to guideline recommended treatments, advice, reassurance and regular paracetamol didn't actually speed recovery or improve low back pain symptoms more so than guideline treatments alone. However, because the patients in that study recovered faster than expected overall, we hypothesised that taking paracetamol regularly was helping the patients recover. And we wanted to test this hypothesis in our current study, which we called PACE. Okay, so how did you go about investigating the efficacy of paracetamol for low back pain? In PACE, we had three groups to compare paracetamol taken regularly to paracetamol taken as needed to a placebo paracetamol. We thought that, as recommended in treatment guidelines, paracetamol needed to be taken regularly to be effective. However, patients typically only take paracetamol uh, whenever they need pain relief. So we wanted to test the difference between regular doses and as-needed doses in addition to assessing if paracetamol worked for back pain overall compared to placebo. Okay, you used a double dummy trial design? Uh, Yeah, that's right. So we could keep patients, assessors and the clinicians blind to the treatment group. We used the double dummy design, which means... Every patient had two different tablets to take, one tablet to take regularly and one tablet to take as needed for pain relief. In one group, the regular tablets contained real paracetamol and the as-needed tablets were placebo. In the next group, the as-needed tablets were real paracetamol and the regular tablets were placebo. And in the third group, both sets of tablets were placebo. We asked the patients to take the tablets until they recovered or for a maximum of four weeks and we also asked them to record their pain every day. Tell us about the patients that were included in your study and the characteristics of their back pain. Is that typical for a standard patient? Uh, In our trial, we studied patients with acute, non-specific low back pain managed by primary care clinicians such as GPs, pharmacists or physiotherapists. Non-specific low back pain is defined as uh, pain originating between the 12th rib and the buttock crease, which is not caused by a serious condition such as fracture, infection or cancer. We were interested in patients with acute episodes of non-specific low back pain, which is pain of less than six weeks duration. Um, The patients needed to have at least moderate pain and they couldn't be taking full recommended doses of analgesics for that episode. We enrolled 1,643 patients with acute non-specific low back pain in our study. The characteristics of their symptoms were typical of what we see in other primary care studies. So we're confident that the results would apply to most patients seen in primary care. And did the patients had regular or as-needed paracetamol show any difference in their recovery to those receiving placebo? 
Uh, we're actually quite surprised that uh, our results showed taking paracetamol either regularly or as needed didn't speed recovery from acute low back pain or affect pain relief for that matter. The median days until recovery from pain uh, in all groups was between 16 and 17 days and it didn't differ between the groups. Our secondary outcomes, pain intensity, disability, physical function, sleep quality and quality of life all revealed uh, similar findings that there was no additional benefit of paracetamol, either regular or as needed compared to placebo. Those are really surprising findings. Are there any limitations to your study? The main limitation of the study was that some patients didn't take the recommended dose of study tablets. Even though we provided them with a lot of support uh, to maintain the medication schedule, the median dose of paracetamol overall was around 2.6 grams per day. And this might suggest that the dose requirements of the recommended 4 grams of paracetamol per day were not practical for many patients. It's also important to note that adherence to the study treatment was similar across the group. Also, when we looked at the adherence in the first two weeks, patients took just under the recommended dose. We assessed if the treatment was more effective in this period, but that wasn't the case, so it's unlikely that better adherence throughout the study would have changed the results overall. So it sounds like we can have a lot of confidence in those results. How would you like to see the guidelines for management of patients with low back pain amended in light of your results? We enrolled just over 1,600 people, so we were well-powered to find a treatment effect should it exist. We also showed very consistent results across all the measures we took. That is, there was no difference between people who took paracetamol or placebo in their recovery time, their pain intensity, and a range of other relevant measures, such as patients' physical function. So we think in light of these results, the universal recommendation to provide paracetamol to patients need to be considered in clinical practice guidelines. In our study, 50% of patients completely recovered by just over two weeks, despite no effect of paracetamol. This is much faster than other studies, and we think points towards the need for patients to be encouraged to stay active, avoid bed rest, and be reassured that they're likely to have a favourable recovery. So while guidelines recommend this, we know from uh, other research that patients often miss out on this aspect of care and it may be that this is the most important part of helping patients with low back pain. So we think future studies and guidelines could focus on how best to communicate these key messages to patients with low back pain. Dr Christopher Williams, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to The Lancet. It's been very informative. Goodbye.